rolling. Oh, shit. It's the Smoke Entire Podcast. Timmy with another one of his surprise starts. Har har. Motherfucker. Ryan Zumalin. Zumalin. What's up? That's Zumalin. right. Yes, sir. It's, it's written weird when you spell it, but make it normal quick. Of trucks.com as well as car, uh, car and driver, road and track. Seemingly. From where I sit, pretty experienced automotive journalist. Yeah. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. From Long Beach? Yes, sir. From Long Beach? Uh, I've been there, there almost 15 years now. Where'd you grow up? Santa Clarita. Oh, So nice. not, not far. No, Santa Clarita's nice. But a much hotter place than... Yeah, but, there's, but Lake Hughes Road. Yeah, there's Ooh, some really great roads. Um, roads. Out to... And all the Vasquez Rocks is out there, yeah. which is really cool if you need to take pictures and stuff. And they had the, they had the, the, the giant sinkhole. Shut, uh, yeah, that Vas- messed up uh, San Francisco. Yeah, there's like, like a 50 foot section of road just fell off. Yeah, it was fucked for a while. Well, welcome. The, thank you. Do you see? I was real quick. Do you see the video of the guys like that went out there with skateboards when it was all sunk and like doing jumps off the ramps? Oh no, but that sounds about right. <laughs> crazy. They uh they pay they repaved it. And it's lovely actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little road. Yeah. Uh, and you brought a beverage. Hey, I Jimmy, did. Have a uh, have a stout. What did, what did you bring? This is from uh, Beachwood Brewing. Right. Um, they've got uh, shops in Long Beach and in uh, Seal Beach also. And uh, I'm not a super beer nerd, but uh, tons of awards that they've won. And this is the Kilgore Stout. Uh, Thank which you. Is, which is really great. So Tim, enjoy. you want to hold up the bottle for the camera? Cheers, cheers. This big, uh, this big, oh, we've got a camera here. Big growler. Nice. It says enjoy within 1,440 minutes. On the back. Do you think that's an exact science? Uh, well, we're within 60 minutes, so I think we're okay. 1,440 minutes. Someone's done that math. Someone's, oh, wow. someone's smarter than me. I'm not normally a big stout guy, but that's delicious. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, thanks for coming down, man. Yeah, man. You just got back from Trackhawk? I did. Oh, I want to talk about that. Yeah. But first, tell me your story, sir. Like, we'll <laughs> go, let's go straight inside the actor's studio for like a minute. Okay. Because, you know, you don't end up... Like being a you full you're full time right yeah it's your only gig yeah. writing about cars talking about cars it's your only gig right yeah you don't end up doing that without an interesting story of some kind yeah I've dipped in and out of automotive journalism uh, for a little while now and uh, it's been my full time focus for about a year now but um, over that time I've come across some interesting enough stories that it's, it's put together a pretty cool resume for me and gotten me some really cool experiences and more than anything else has gotten me to meet really amazing people, which I think makes the story go to a different level. The people behind the cars, you exactly. mean? Exactly. Like, you know, engineers and uh, some of those guys are nuts. Yeah, and like we think of car guys as like the guys who will uh, stay in their garages all the time and, and they are too, but you know, these engineers or uh, uh, people that do this for a full-time job are their, the dedication that they put into it is just is just insanity. Oh, it's and, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, those finding those kind of stories, like, okay, what was it like when it looked like the project was lost and impossible, and how did you figure that out? I think that's uh, the stuff that's really been interesting to me lately, and it's uh, it's gotten me some pretty cool stories. Isn't it interesting how like, you know, the public never really hears about it, and it probably doesn't really matter from a public's perspective, but like when, um, like you hear how a group of like three engineers had to like work on their free time like the c5 corvette what's right. the what's the name of the book all corvettes are red is that, is that what it's called i don't know i think it's called will you look at that tim i think it's called all corvettes are red and it's a book about the development of the c5 corvette cool. and they basically like there wasn't going to be a c5 like they dragged out the c4 for so many years and it was basically dead is that what it's called all corvettes are red yeah that's it cool. james schieffer all corvettes are red 
Um, everyone keeps telling me to read this book, and I haven't gotten around to it yet. But um, it basically tells the story of how they developed the LS engine, uh, you know, like on the side. Uh, and, and they had to, like, find a way to develop this whole car for basically no money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a fairly remarkable achievement. Yeah. Just being uh, out of cars for a couple of years um, just made me think more about uh, what kind of stuff was going into the stories I was reading when there's, like, new debut or whatever. Um, it just made me think about, like, well, okay, so I know that that development took, like, four years. I wonder what the story is behind that or whatever. Or like, the Ford, the new Ford GT was yeah. done in complete secrecy, right? Right. So there's got to be some... Yeah, and, like, a tiny little and room in the basement exactly. and then in England. nobody absolutely England. Nobody knew about. Yeah, yeah. So they're, that's, that's, they're that's the stuff They're extremely proud right of the now. car. I just, I didn't... Can you believe I literally, like, I was within... I, I, I was, like, had my hand on a Ford GT, like, at VIR... And I, I didn't drive it. Seriously, like I, we were hit. We had like three hours to do uh, films, uh, and I did was doing NSX film, and Chris Harris was doing Ford GT film, and we were doing them at the, on the same track at the same time, and we had I think three hours to make both of them, and we just barely ran out of time, and I didn't get to drive the fucking Ford GT. It was right. It was there. I was the the guy. Like he was like, yeah, yeah, you can have a go. I didn't get to do it. Dude, I'm so bummed. Yeah, the, uh, the amount of work that takes into doing video, like I, I'm amazed you get to do the time that you do. To- we figured out a method, like we, I don't, I like, I don't, it's I don't, so wanna, tough, like man. we didn't personally, but like me and like ten other people kind of pioneered this age of like making car videos like real fast and efficiently, and so we could do, like if if I have like four guys, I could do a whole like produced probably 10 minute car video with like b-roll drive-bys detail like everything one car probably like three hours two cars probably four and a half five hours pretty impressive it's impressive how fast these guys can yeah. go unreal yeah um they invented some gear jf invented invented a, a piece of hardware <laughs> that's basically like a disassembled drone uh it's like a drone that doesn't fly and uh, by mounting it, you can, you, it's mounted on a car. So you can mount it on a sports car, and, ha- and you have a remote camera that's basically a drone. And because it doesn't have to fly, the battery fucking lasts all day. Because all it has to do is power the gimbal instead of flight. Yeah. The battery will last all day. You can leave it on for a road trip. You drive on a road trip, the thing mounted on a camera car all day. And you just turn on your remote camera, and you have full tilt pan. And I mean, it's unbelievable. And the whole, the whole, whole entire rig was three grand That's maybe crazy. maybe three grand so amazing think stuff. about where it'll be in like five years holy shit yeah. dude it's, it's cool. actually it's actually the speaking of that it's all i almost was about to say like oh it'll all be controlled through your phone in fact the difference between jf's rig is that now that everything's controlled through your phone like that's like it's so good we had to de- go backwards a bit because mm-hmm. we wanted uh like joysticks you know like an old uh, rc controller mm-hmm. as opposed to moving your finger around a phone so anyway that's Camera cool. gear. Build your own camera gear. That's the met. That's the. Uh, there you go. This is your new moral. offshoot podcast. Yeah. Right. Um, but but you'll, yeah, get, you'll get a crack at the GT again. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Have you had a go in it? No, God, no. Well, you got to go do <laughs> Trackhawk. I'm not that high on the list. I'm yeah. super fucking excited for Trackhawk. Track that Hawk seems like the best application of this pl- of this of this engine. Oh, yeah. that was me. I'm sorry. What an okay. asshole. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I thought uh, I was never a real big fan of the Hellcat. I, um, I I thought the Scat Pack was a lot more fun. 
like to have uh for the money yeah. i think so yeah yeah, yeah. but hellcats are fun hellcats are fun but like yeah. if you're they go that <laughs> you know what i mean I, oh i couldn't do get the tone right yeah there i just i just felt like you needed to be on a track to to really stretch its legs out and stuff and uh, um i thought the scat pack moved around really well and i just thought it got glossed over by the hellcat but still an amazing car and but to that point i think the trackhawk is the best application for it to is it insanely have, fast? Yeah, man, it's stupid fast. That's great. Three and a half seconds, <laughs> zero to sixty. I was sitting in it. I was one of three people sitting in it, and it did a three seven. With like, three people is, in it, yeah, God, man, that's like, boss as hell. Stupid. I bet you that. I bet you that motherfucker makes seven hundred of the wheels when they start yeah. dynoing them. Yeah. I saw. Um, what's his face? David Tracy. Uh, Tim, you can probably pull it up if you go to Jalopnik's. I'm sorry to do this to you. Jalopnik's story. <laughs> Had a had a video of it doing like accelerations, like standing start accelerations. Fuck me, does that thing get out of the hole? Yeah, we put one up too. Um, <laughs> oh, you did? Let's go to yours. Where did you put it? Uh, it's probably just on Twitter right now, but um, um it gets out of the hole like like a proper drag yeah. car. Yeah, uh, and all you you just hear the whoosh, and then the the supercharger doesn't really kick in until later. He's, it doesn't. Is it eighty five grand? Yeah, starts at eighty five, and even fully loaded. Uh, it didn't cross 100, which is interesting. There's 15 grand. There's how, what is, well, that's if you add stuff that like very few people are going to get. Like is there a like Blu-ray player. Shit? Yeah. A Blu-ray and, player. Yeah, all Can the, you believe that they fucking are selling a 700 horsepower truck in 2017 and, they, and they're and they still offering yeah, a Blu-ray player? I was player? really surprised. Every car that they had for press there had, a, had the Blu-ray system in the back. I was like, what are you guys doing? Bro, it's like a white trash package. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not streaming? <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. It was, if you get Blu-ray, panoramic sunroof, leather interior, a whole bunch of other unnecessary stuff, then it's a hundred grand. But otherwise, all the fun stuff comes yeah. with it for eighty-five. And I got the. Uh, I had a uh, an SR, a regular SRT right. Jeep, like whatever the first year was. They put the eight-speed in it, and it had this like saddle brown leather that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like real. I think it was four or five thousand dollars, but. It actually kind of seemed worth it. It yeah. was really nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, the SRTs are cool, too. I think that's the best argument against the... Uh, against the Hellcat? No, the Trackhawk. Um, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The fact um, that... Why isn't it called fucking Hellcat? Did anyone yeah, at the I press launch know. answer? No. To, to, what a, what, to have a, a name with brand recognition like Hellcat and not attach it to that seems... Yeah. I mean, unless it's like because you're on the Jeep platform now and they really... But it really seems like... Just well, they want to differentiate from... Trailhawk, isn't that the? It's so that's dumb. the term, right? It's so that's so dumb, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but like if you're gonna, I mean, I think it is. If you're gonna use if you're gonna use track in something, Grand Cherokee seems like the weird place to. You just fucking that. call it Hellcat Jeep. Yeah. Just call it Hellcat Jeep. <laughs> like, like, like. Remember when the Hellcat first came out and they didn't take advantage of using uh, a good cartoon character? Yeah. It just said supercharged on like, the press <laughs> launch, yeah, yeah. and everyone's like, "Hey guys." You're, this is where you make a cartoon character that's a Hellcat. Like, that's a, a thing that you do. Remember? And they had that shit real quick. Yeah. After that. This is from the company that had the Super B. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the Roadrunner. Like, get a fucking cartoon. Yeah, what are you guys sure. doing? Is there a track hawk? Is there an actual bird somewhere? Yeah, it's on the back. Oh, there's, yeah, a, there's a bird a on it? Yeah, there's a badge on the oh, back. Oh, okay. But it could be... They wanted to be kind of subtle with it, so it's not huge and overwhelming. Yeah, but. It, needs, it needs to look like a UFC fighter's back tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a giant. Like a golden palace across yeah. the back. Uh, 
yeah, there's not that much that differentiates it. I mean, they're like, we took away the fog lamps. I'm like, okay. The intakes now? Yeah, they're big intakes. Um, it, it, uh, does it, uh, they had, you had on a track, didn't you? Yeah. Did you go to Palmer? Was that? No, we went to um, Club Motorsports in New Hampshire. Was it good? It was brand new. I don't think private track. Yeah. I don't think anybody had been on it yet. They had just finished putting up the barriers like the week before we got there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was really cool. Two and a half miles. Um, tons of elevation, big sweeping high speed, really wide. So it was perfect for the uh, the huge ass. <laughs> we're gonna need, guys, we're going to need a, it's a, it's a Jeep you put on the track. We're going to need a track. That's like uh, a yeah, 50% upscaled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it was a great track. I, yeah. Uh, I'm sure though, there'll be a lot. Um, more events there in the future. The regular SRT Jeep was sh uh, shockingly good yeah. on a racetrack. Yeah. And you could slam curbs really hard and, like, you know, you could really rally car the thing. That's awesome. I imagine this is even probably better, right? Dude, and um, the brakes were insane. Because as, as big as this thing is and as stupid fast as it is, we were hitting, I mean, we were hitting, I was um, riding in the car <laughs> when, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! Run that, run that video again, there, Timmy. I want to see that. I, mean, I didn't. I hope we don't get in trouble for playing YouTube videos. Uh, I don't know if we can. I haven't figured that out yet. If we can legally play YouTube videos through a YouTube video, I guess maybe it's like editorial. I'm not really sure. But uh, is this gonna? Is there a takeoff here? So, Good God, man! Yeah, it's <laughs> that stupid. Squat. So you can set. I don't remember if the Hellcat was like this, but you can set what? the RPM in launch control mode that it'll launch at. Really? So you can you can specify. Okay, I want it to uh, rev to twenty one hundred, and then and then when I take the foot off the brake, yeah. that's where it goes at. So that's you can how high? Change Do you see how high that goes? Like what's how high you can set it at? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not sure. Because it is a torque converter auto, yeah. right? So it's not. I don't think it's it's not like you can rev it to six and dump you know like no, like it does in so. a like the Panamera Turbo. Does I don't know three two or some shit and like it's you know it's dual clutch so it dumps it from like four grand. That thing you can do. That thing looks awesome. Oh, it's great. The e hybrid. I I thought when I was on the flight to Canada to drive it to the press launch, I was like, this is gonna be stupid. I thought it was gonna be stupid. <laughs> Straight up, I thought it was gonna be stupid. And then I drove the car and I was like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. And then I went and drove the NSX and I was like, yup, get it. Yeah. It's the same. Shit. I mean, people yeah. know what they're doing. At this These point. people are and, so and, smart. Well, for that much money too, like you know exactly what people are going to be looking for, and they've got the time and the resources to put into it now. Mm. Everyone's swimming in SUV sales money right now. So yeah, the NSX they had like a dozen years to, yeah. <laughs> to come up. Yeah, with you guys something. had you guys had long enough. They did, but they, it does, it does it, sound amazing though. I haven't been in an NSX yet. It's um, uh, it's a lot of fun. But so what else but is anyway, there so, to note so about Trackhawk? I mean, this thing hit 120 miles on the straight, and then it's got six-piston Brembo's in the front that are like 15 and a half inches, I think. Yeah. And just like straight down to like 50 in a flash. I couldn't believe it. it like I was sitting in the back for one of the laps and just like catapulted me forward. Um, Do they have like the really Team really SRT impressive. guys driving that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Those guys were with us when we were doing the Viper stuff and fucking nuts. Yeah. Nuts. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was like every if you just like think track hawk press day at a racetrack. It's it's exactly that. Everything that I'll you tell you what of. the SRT guys know how to have fun. Yeah, they do. But did you guys have good weather? Yeah, it was good. That's because I wasn't there. Yeah. Every time I fly <laughs> somewhere to drive a fast car on a racetrack, it rains, which is uh, kind it of is, it is your gift and your curse. But the, yeah, I flew this past weekend uh, to drive a slow car on a racetrack. Perfectly sunny all day. <laughs> 
Was that Civic Type R? Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta. Road That's Atlanta. Cool. Grid Life. This you know about this thing? No. Grid Life is a motorsports and music festival. Uh, so they have like HPDE and drifting and time attack uh, all day, uh, and uh, and then they have like concerts and basically partying all night. And so and they sell tickets for like camping and there's vendors and food and it's like a festival kind of vibe about it. So. It's a Gingerman in May, and then at at Road Atlanta in August. That's awesome. Ludacris performed. That picture is from this past May, dude. Um, how was Luda? Luda's pretty good, actually. I mean, he kind of. I got the vibe like, like he was like you know well rehearsed and shit. He came prepared. He doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Uh, but I got the vibe that like, Luda probably has eight sets, and in the Sprinter van on the way to the venue. He's like, all right, boys, tonight we're gonna do four, <laughs> and you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's kind of, like, you know, uh, he was he was good though. He puts on a good show. He's the best. His man. hair did not look like that picture. <laughs> he looks yeah, very he shaved he, it now. Huh? No, he was very clean cut. Um, um, he's like top five for me, man. Like, that that's is that is that too fast, too furious, Luda? It is right. I think that's too fast. <laughs> I think that's like, how'd you get this Evo? <laughs> Actually, there was not Bowden that Bowles. many references to Fast and the Furious, considering he was por- performing at a fucking racetrack for gearheads. Um, he was good though. It's it, yo, he he has he's got a deep catalog. Yeah, he's been around for like twenty years, People dude. He's got, it, a, he's got he can play all hits and have a big show. Yeah, Luda's the best. Um, but Grid Life itself was super fun. Crazy cars. Everything. Every time I go to a Grid Life, which is now my fourth one, the cars are significantly faster. Like seconds are dropping off of lap times wow. at every one of these things. There's this dude named James Houghton. Shout out to James Houghton, who's got a fucking Integra that makes, and he'll want me to be exact. He's, he's a very precise gentleman. 598 wheel horsepower. Jeez. And this dude sets the front wheel drive track record at every single fucking racetrack he shows up at. And like, I think he ran a one, he ran like a 124 around Road Atlanta, which is insanely fast. And then this other dude, that's it, the K-tuned car. Yep. Um, that so this guy, that's uh that's him. And uh the K-tuned, what does that say? Fastest? That's for uh I think that's from Grid Life, possibly back in Gingerman as well. But re- insane I mean, just crazy to watch this thing go around, sparking, you know, like an old nineties Formula One car on the ground. And then uh Tim, pull up the GST Motorsports Impreza. This car, the fastest car of the whole weekend. Ran like a 122 and change. Jesus. And is, and which, I mean, is like stock Viper ACRs are running like 137s. <laughs> that top left. That's it. So look at this motherfucker right here. There, This thing's got some shit going on with it. And this thing was, this was the fastest car at the You're track a wing, by man. a couple seconds. Just, just insane. Wow. I'm blanking on the driver's name. He was uh, mobbing. The driver was exceptional. It's a downforce machine. Yeah, the driver was exceptional. And I'm pretty sure. I mean, is it me or has the roof been chopped on that car? It looks like it. Doesn't look it look like the roof's the... been chopped? So. Got three different winglets on the front? Yeah, there's just there's crazy time attack stuff there. <laughs> and uh, the Civic Type R, which uh, Honda was nice enough to get me in this one, um, I did a bunch of lapping in it. Was that the first time you've been in it? First time I've been in Civic Type R. Have you been in one? No. It's it's like a really nice car. 
Like it's a really nice. It considering how like aggressive and crazy it looks, it like it rides well, mm. and it's got like a nice smooth even power band, and it's very quiet. You know, it has a big trunk. The air conditioning is really good, and the seats are really comfortable. Like, it's a shockingly nice car. Do you know how many is? Uh, do they have a specific number on what the run is going to be for that? The one I had had the had a little sh- plate next to the shifter, and it said number nine thirty six, and there was two more zero. It was zero zero nine three six. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Okay. I you're look. You're gonna be able to get one if yeah. you really want one. You'll be able to get one. No, they're cool. It's I, really I think cool. they'll I think they'll do really well too. And on as a street car, it was a a pretty quick little street car. Like it, and as a Focus RS owner, like it probably makes. A little bit nicer of a daily than a Focus RS. Focus RS is very like motorsporty, mm-hmm. and this was super tight. This was a uh, softer and and whatever, but medium hot day. It's eighty five degrees in August Atlanta, three laps, and uh, that's all it took to overheat it mm. at Road Atlanta. And and if you put the if you full crank the heat, it'll it'll run. Mm-hmm. It'll keep going. And I drained a tank of fuel from full to empty in 16 laps of Road Atlanta. Like, that's what you would do in, like, a CTSV. Yeah. Like, this is a four-cylinder. That's, like, three miles per gallon. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it was pretty, uh, eh. But, uh, I bet it's fun, though. It was fun. Yeah. It's a fun car. It, as a street car that with, like, I guess occasional track work in not hot climates, like, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's what you want, right? You want something that you can actually drive around a little bit and then take yeah. it to that's the truck. That's a good picture, Timmy. Use that Use that picture. That was the color I had. I'll tell you what, a lot. I got stopped a lot on the street. Is that a two-door? It's not a two-door. Oh, is that a two-door? No, that's last-gen. Wait, sorry, Tim. We fucked up. You need to Google 2018. That was the, that's the last-gen one from Europe. I was going to say, was um, that? A lot of something? people on the street stopped me and, and liked it. Um and it was a big hit at the racetrack, all especially because Gridlife has roots in the Honda community. Yeah, it seems like that—that's its market. Everybody was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! It's here! How is it?" And I was like, "You know, it's like a thirty-five thousand dollars Civic. It's yeah. like it's that. It's exactly what you would guess." For those of you who haven't driven a Civic Type R, guess what a Civic <laughs> Type R would drive like, and I promise you, it's exactly what it drives like. <laughs> yeah, if you wanna if it, you wanna smile, then it doesn't then torque steer, but it doesn't torque steer because it doesn't give you all the torque all the time. Mm. If you have the wheel cranked over and you mat it, you don't get full torque, and that's why you don't get full torque steer. But it's a good system. It doesn't rip the wheel. Can you turn all the stability control off and stuff like you that? You can turn all the stability control off, although whatever the torque limiting system is does not cannot be turned off. Mm. The rest of it can, can be turned off, and it doesn't even. You know, it's just. If it had 50 more horsepower, you'd start worrying about wheel spin. Mm-hmm. As it is, there's no wheel spin. It's yeah. not quite Well, enough. they know people are going to do stuff to it anyway. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, dude, honestly, I think big turbo is going to be right around the corner, yeah. and a big turbo, one of these, will fucking blow the tires yeah. right off it. Yeah. It was, it, as a street car, you're like, oh, man, this thing's like, pretty quick. It's nice. You can, like, it's good for, like, passing on the highway. And then, <laughs> look at Timmy sticking his hand. <laughs> and then, you know, the, have you been to Road Atlanta before? No. It's big. It's, a, it's one of the big, you know, there's a, there's there's Road America, VIR, you know, uh, there's a brand. That and Road America, I think, are like the coolest. Road America is the biggest. It's so cool. Oh, it's the best. That's probably my favorite track in North America. Sorry, it's a show poor. But uh, look at that head. But uh, Road Atlanta is really, really fun, but it's a big track. Yeah. And so uh, I went out. <laughs> this, this, I, the, high, the fastest I saw was 128 in the Civic Type R Damn. on the back straight. The... 
the 670-wheel horsepower 991 Turbo S without me with its owner driving was seeing 161 wow. on that straightaway. The fastest I – it was a kink in the back straight right at the fastest part of the straight, and I did not have the balls to take the kink fucking flat in this guy's Porsche. He was a very nice man, and I didn't want to fucking <laughs> bring him back a ball of white metal. Um but the top speed uh, motorsports, goddamn, uh, 991 Turbo S, holy shit, is it fast? Yeah. I mean, big surprise there. Yeah. Modified Turbo S. That's insane, oh. man. But it's a cool festival because you've got Porsche Turbo S's and ACRs, and then you've got. So Atlanta, and where's the other one? Gingerman, Michigan. Okay. okay. Do you ever go there? No, maybe we should get out there. It's a fun little track. It's, it's tough because it's literally halfway between Detroit and Chicago. Uh, so you got to pick one. That'd be cool. But um, it's uh, dude, it's such a good festival. It's such nice people, and like you know, there's like there's women at the racetrack, which is not <laughs> something you normally see, including some women racing drivers, which is always nice to see. Um, there was there's quite a few of them, and like Hoonigan guys come out. They were doing oh, I didn't even bring it up. They're doing fucking full course drift at Road Atlanta, like Ryan Turk and Forsberg, and like uh, who was there? Chelsea Denova. Was Chelsea over there? I think it was Southern Nova. Like, a bunch of other guys were doing full-course drift at Road Atlanta, which in Formula D cars. That's awesome. They had 50 drift cars on the circuit at once. It was bananas. 50 at once? Yeah, yeah, They had a drift <laughs> session, a full-course drift with 50 cars. Wow. Real crazy. That's cool. But it wasn't a Formula D. No, it was not. Oh, but they just all come because it's like a crazy party festival vibe. That's fun, man. Yeah. yeah. got to get out there. That's cool. Tim, what the fuck are you looking at on the internet, bro? <laughs> it's like Japanese asses. Is that like what you're looking at? What is this? If you're grid, just gonna girls of grid life, grid life, bro. That's not the grid life I was at, honestly. I mean, those girls look lovely, but that's not. No, I wasn't at that one. <laughs> that that looks like that's just like girls of like fucking airline fantasy porn in Tokyo. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's crazy, man. Um, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, I recommend it. Uh, I'm not sure the exact dates of their next festival, but it's really, it's a really fun event to go uh, to go work. And uh, the time attack's getting fucking nuts. We were doing this. We do this bit where because uh, I announced the time attack. Mm -hmm. We do this bit where I go out in the in the press car. And I went out in the Civic in the time attack and was like running laps in the time attack over Bluetooth to the announcers booth, so like broadcasting like narrating from the race wow that's cool it was pretty fun actually it's, it's like a live one take yeah basically <laughs> it kind of was so anyway uh this beer is excellent yeah i'm you glad you like it it's delicious beachwood brewing i'm glad you like it hell yeah son so what else you've driven recently besides track off um my big thing is i just had uh, a piece in road and track and the latest issue um about the um, man behind the lexus lfa and so oh, I bet he was a nut. He was he was something. Was this the gentleman who died in racing one? Yes. What was his name? Uh, Hiromu Naruse. And um, so anyway, a, a couple months ago, I got to drive an LFA, which was for the first time. Yeah. How insane. good is it? It's so good. It's man. so good. Unbelievable. I mean, that's not um, I'm not on the exotic circuit. So that's the most expensive, high, uh, mm -hmm. most intense car I'd ever been in. And um, it just felt like. It just felt like there were so many um, personalized little quirks and um, and unique things about it that uh, would justify that kind of 
purchase and investment. And I know there's... Yeah, and the used market has reflected that because there aren't really any around that are under MSRP at all. Yeah, right? well, they did just find that there's still some unsold. Well, but that, that's <laughs> not... Uh, I, don't, I don't think that that is... I mean, yes, that's probably a, the correct terminology for what those cars are, but mm -hmm. I don't think that accurately describes the situation. Those mm -hmm. are franchise owners who wanted personal cars and didn't really feel like paying taxes yeah. on them. No, it's just funny the headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came out. No, but it, but it, but I don't I'm not surprised at all that there are 12 dealer owners who kept cars yeah. and and are or are not driving them, but they're fucking so sick, dude. It was so cool and such a cool like combination of like old and new where uh you know, just a sick V10 that is just like just the exhaust like, <laughs> soundtrack of that particular engine is one be the of best, the great right? special. Yeah, I, someone who is in the exotic circuit, right. trust me, that shit is very, very special. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're around cars that are uh, faster or in theory better, mm. that car is still very, very special. Yeah, and it just drove like a, a, like it was, it was a nice car to drive too. It was like a tightly tuned GSF or something like that. Um, but if you want to drive it normally, it was great. And then when you step on it, it was just like an unbelievable sensation of speed. Yeah. And the the you can feel the car working too. It's still got the mm -hmm. it's it's old and analog in the way that it's got all the clanks and um, grunts and stuff. And you can hear the transmission working, and you can uh, actually feel the car doing all of its work. And then it's new in the way that. Um, you know, like the the tack is digital because they said the a needle couldn't keep yeah, up. Yeah, right. The well, like like they stuck with that, didn't they? Yeah, their new cars are all like that too. Yeah, you're in the LC, right? And yeah, similar. Have you been in the LC? No, it's but you can best. see you can see in like everything that I've read and and watched, you can see like a clear lineage from oh, yeah from an LFA to something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing that got me was the the steering because like you need such small inputs because it's reading. It's constantly reading what you're doing and where you want to go. And so it just takes like a little tiny input and then the car will kind of like guide you and mm -hmm. help you get to where you're trying to go. And that just to me felt like felt like sitting in the future, even though the car is five years old or just more the, now, the, seven the, years the old. The design now. of that interior, like the way they use the carbon in the shapes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I feel like it really is. It's like a there's a lot of smart design yeah. in the car. Yeah. Um, and and unique stuff too, like every single bolt has LFA written on it. And stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, the article was about uh, Hiromu Naruse, who was essentially the um, the brain power behind that car, and uh, he was. Good luck with that, Tim. Let's get a picture. <laughs> How do you spell it? Say again. H i r yeah. H i r o m u n a r u s e. Um. He was a Good test news. driver. You only need him? Yeah, there you go. He was a test driver at Toyota for I think forty-five years. I'll get that nice dramatic photo there. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's the one. And um, and you know, you through his story, you can really trace um, Toyota's story because he started when um, Japanese motorsports started to take off in the early '60s and helped create 2000 GT and um, and and then everything from the AE86. All the way up to like Celica's, Supra's, um, even like the Prius. Every good Toyota. Yeah, even the Prius, much, yeah. and then and then ultimately the LFA. But um, really, just an incredible guy, and was was so dedicated uh, to to his job in general. Like I uh, actually went to Japan to talk to his uh, former colleagues and things uh, about what it was like to work with him, 
And these guys are all guys who have dedicated their lives and their careers to same thing. Toyota, a lot of them have been there for four decades and um, uh, have achieved levels like grandmaster or expert driver or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like it says it on their business cards and stuff. And even they were oh, like, yeah, was that what was the title? He had a title that was he like was a master he was the driver. First, he was something? the first grandmaster at Toyota. <laughs> like they created the position yeah, for him. Yeah. And then he designed the the structure to bring other drivers up to that level too. Um, but even these guys who had been doing the same thing for 40, 45 years were like, oh, he was on another level and just the dedication and, um, um, willingness to like sit under a car for like five hours. And the other guys would be sitting around like, can we take a bathroom break or and you <laughs> just be like, no, you're going to keep taking notes. Um, and ultimately led to the creation of the LFA. Um, and, uh, uh, in 2010, they were just about done with, uh, they were finished with the LFA and uh, building the Nürburgring package at the Nürburgring. And uh, he took it out for another drive because he was, uh, the story is he was constantly trying to mess with the dampers, mm-hmm. um, which uh, were made by KYB. He handpicked them so that he knew that he'd be able to work alongside them to help them engineer it, basically. And uh, so he was constantly tinkering with the dampers, took it out one more time to do a little fix or try to figure something out and uh, slammed into a BMW that was coming the other way with BMW employees inside. And uh, Nerusse was killed and the other two drivers, or the other two BMW employees in the three series uh, were hurt pretty bad, but they, they survived. And Not on the racetrack. Just um, outside just of it. Outside, they yeah. had just finished testing on but the But he ring. was going like kind of fast, yeah, right? He was, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have I thought I read he was going pretty quick. Yeah, he he drifted into the other lane. They're still not sure how. Yeah. They're not sure what happened, but I'm guessing very fast. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty high rate of speed and it didn't make it into the uh article, but we couldn't we couldn't really confirm it, but he probably wasn't wearing the harness either, which So yeah. it's a kind of confusing way for the story to end because he was extremely detail-oriented and um, you know, Toyota is very, very by the book on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was a personification of that and no one's really quite sure what happened at the end there, but. Well, if you know, even the most, the most like detail oriented person, you could be like at the end of a long day of yeah. like, being at the racetrack to just yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, let's say you've been laughing the Nürburgring for eight hours. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to drive back to the shop right now. It's the safest thing you've you know you've done all day. Yeah, and that you was know, the thing. He'd, that's when he'd, you get like lax. He'd been going to the Nurburgring for thirty five years yeah. and doing that kind of stuff, and um, yeah, had driven that road literally, probably thousands of times. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I was honored to tell it, and um, it was a really fun piece. And you know, one of those things like we were talking about, um, the people behind the cars, I think, are have the most interesting stories to tell, and uh, it it brought a whole new uh, level of understanding to the history of Toyota cars and to what the LFA really meant to that company. You ever so, read? Cause it almost didn't happen, you know, many, many times, like a lot of supercars. Yeah. Well, they, they had a couple uh, they had several different kind of concepty variants of it. Yeah. And uh, how long did it take to make that one? Seven years? Yeah, it was eight, over, it was over years? 10. Was it over 10? Yeah. yeah. Was I it longer than, it's not longer than NSX though. No, NSX I think NSX is the record. Was little, NSX was a little longer. Did you ever uh, read the book about the development of the LS four hundred? No. You, if you're into the the, if you're into the heroic tales of engineers, um, oh fuck me, what's the name of the book? Tim, can you Google the history of the LS four hundred book? It's um, it's long. It's like four hundred pages long. Cool. It's really, but you know, this was um, 
Yeah, the LS four hundred was like the most. You know, I think it was the most money ever spent on a on a on a production of a car, and and they they were really trying to develop a car that was, you know, better than. Oh, down bottom left, Tim, there the Lexus. That that's it. Yeah, what's that called? Lexus, the the Relentless Pursuit, by who's it by? Chester Dawson. Okay, that that's the book. Um, a a kind gentleman named. Myron, who gave the gave me this book, who has the weirdest collection of cars you'll ever see. He lives in like Ohio. He was like Mister Jalopnik, and uh, but that book um, I read is very detail oriented, as uh, as they were. But it was basically about the about you know everything right to do with creating a luxury brand that mm -hmm. that Hyundai and Kia haven't figured out, and that a lot of other people. Um, Acura never quite figured out, Infinity never quite figured out. But yeah. you know, and Lexus the, and, figured at it out. At the time, the idea was laughed at. Oh too. yeah, I mean the amount of money they spent and the you know the kind of things that they cared about was sort of like what are yeah. you you know what are you doing to but make a Japanese car an aspirational mm -hmm. purchase mm -hmm. and you know look at Lexus now. <laughs> Fuck now that I bet you the LFA has uh, has a better uh, value than almost anything yeah. out of uh, out of Europe it's, uh, except for the Special, which is inexplicably trading hands for fucking six hundred and fifty grand because people are stupid as fuck. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Red Ferraris, man, those are never. Oh, I mean, right? You want to? I mean, in LA though, in LA, I'm, I, you know, I understand the argument for a Ferrari. I really do. The the new stuff, like, it won't, it doesn't overheat in traffic, yeah. and it rides well, and they're comfortable, and they're not like, you know, shit boxes masquerading as as sports cars. They actually yeah. work good. Yeah, but how many of them are there out here? A lot. Yeah. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So many, like, people send me, like, there's there's fans that are that are very excited. You know, they live in, you know, Iowa, and they see a 458 and send me a picture of it. Like, look! And, I'm, and I, I feel bad because I'm just like, oh, whatever, you know? Yeah. But Yeah, there was, I used to go to um, uh, Cars and Coffee when I was at Crystal Cove. And uh, how old are you? 32. Okay, yeah. yeah oh, but it. you grew up here. That's why. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, it was just a quick drive down PCH. Yeah. Um, at that time, but uh, there was a guy I would see every single time who had a, a silver Porsche GT2, which was sick. It was so cool. It was like the only one, and uh, nobody else brought GT2s out, and it's just like a sea of Ferraris. And then that was just a cool. And he was just a nice guy, so I always talked to him and ask him about the car and stuff. And um, one week he showed up. And he was just walking around. I was like, hey, where's your car? And he goes, this is it. And it was a red 360. Oh. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. He's like, he like, oh, I always wanted a Ferrari. I was like, well, that's cool, but, you know, you were unique. And I understand that. Yeah. I know a lot of people who have gone through Porsche to Ferrari. Yeah. I know a lot of people who have gone through Ferrari to Porsche. Mm -hmm. You get both. I don't know. Which way would you like to go? Uh, it's tough not to. I mean, once you get the means, right? It's right. Like, I mean, be hard to be hard not to go Ferrari, but it was just just cool to see people doing different stuff, especially down there where everything was like, I don't know. You see a McLaren next to a Cizeta, and it was like no big deal. And oh yeah, <laughs> or did you did you actually see Cizetas? Yeah, in, when it was when it was wow the V six V sixteen transverse. Yeah, and they would like launch out of that exit onto PCH. It was crazy. Tim, it's C I Z E T A V sixteen. For, which is Chizeta, uh, my mistake. It's, I, I, I'm sorry to to pull a pronunciation on you there. <laughs> this was the original design concept for the Diablo, designed by uh, Gandini. That uh, 
fucking cool looking car, man. Yeah, it was cool. And uh, and then when Chrysler owned Lamborghini, they basically took this and then had it heavily reworked by somebody else into what uh, the Diablo actually is or was. Fuck, I, do I that's, miss the Diablo? God damn, so, were they cool. That's so 90s. Wait, find one with the headlights up, Tim. The headlight, because it has these. Think, yeah, there you go. Look at these fucking headlights. The headlights are crazy. Wait, what happened here? It's all gone wrong. <laughs> it's gone oh, horribly wrong. No, it's wrong. all gone horribly wrong. What is this craziness? The headlights are the shit. Look at that. <laughs> how do you not? Look how, many, <laughs> how is that not the most 80s? Count how many lights are on right now. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, can, 12. Look, did it share its front lights with a Porsche 928? <laughs> by any chance? The ones that are off, like the blinkers? Looks like it did. So that's a transverse V16, like a fucking Mira, but with but four more. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy car. Yeah. That was the kind of crazy stuff that would show up there. What color was the one that would show up? It was red. It was like that. How many of those things did they make? I don't know. I think there was like... Like 30 of I them or something? Be, I could be totally wrong, but I think there was like five in the U.S. or something. Oh, my God. There's, there, I mean, I would nerd the fuck out if I saw one yeah. today. I'd lose, my, I'd lose my shit to see one of them things on the road. <laughs> That's like, look at that. Nice press photo. <laughs> so 90s. Oh, you just drive it into the weeds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, because there's a you know one of the secrets of car photography, which is grass makes your car look lowered, because the grass is up, you mm -hmm. know, compared to where. So they always do this shit. They park in some fucking grass. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's cool shit. God damn. Oh, look at that. The turn is that a turned tack? Pull that one up. God, the interior. What a disaster. <laughs> what a penalty box. It's terrible. Look how small the pedal box is because where the front wheel comes in. Like, you need some tiny little Italian loafers to get in that shit. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Oh, God, is that funny. The Chiseda V16. Wow. Fucking hell. Did you ever go down there? Crystal Cove? Yeah. No, I moved to L.A. in 2009. So when, by the time I went, it was the, the, Mazda, the Mazda thing. And then uh, now I don't really go to car shows so much anymore. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I went to the, one of those Trankus ones. It was good. And I went to two Luftkegolts. And they were. Oh, good. I need to check that out. Luftkegolt? Um, yeah. I'm going to that yet. It's, on the one hand, it's, uh, it's an incredible collection of uh, cool air cooled Porsches. And I love Pat Long. And those guys are, are, are total pros. It's kind of huge, though, right? It's monstrous. Yeah. On the other hand, you go, you look around and you go, how are, is every one of these cars worth? $150,000. I don't, I don't get it. There's so many of them and they're so simple. Um, do you know Period Correct? The yeah. Clothing company? I think they have, I'm going to a thing that they're doing on this Saturday. Oh, really? Um, they're having a show, which should be really cool. Where's that? They at? always have cool shit. I think it's at their shop, Costa Mesa. Oh. I'm going to go check that out. Costa Mesa, like Huntington Beach, Costa Mesa, like there's so much cool car shit going on yeah. down there, but it's so far from anywhere you need to be to drive yeah, a car. Yeah, a ton of shops. Well, they've got like long industrial straightaways and right stuff, oh but, yeah but that's not <laughs> but nothing yeah i mean that's but that's why you get all the i think anyway that's why you get a lot of the like super horsepower oh yeah because <laughs> it's like the florida of yeah. southern california <laughs> kind of kind of is um is that period correct oh they do such cool shit man pull that that's a cool sweatshirt pull that out tim i like that we're just gonna get do a little free commercial for period correct i like that sweatshirt it probably looked dumb as hell on me, but that looks it looks cool hanging there. 
all styled and fucking lit right. Um, that reminds me, we should probably take a break and sell a little bit of real estate. I feel like it's about that time. Am I right, Tim? Yeah, man. I feel like it's that time. All right, we're going to take a break, refill our glasses, come back. And we got a lot of questions from people on Facebook about various things happening in the auto sphere. We'll be back in just a few. This episode of the Smoking Tire Podcast is brought to you by Pro Flowers. Let me tell you something, guys. My three-year anniversary with my lovely girlfriend, Hannah, was just this past week. I can't uh, believe we made it to three years. I mean, I can believe we made it to three years. I can't believe I made it to three years, but I did. And what did I do to surprise her? I hit it up from Pro Flowers. I got a beautiful bouquet delivered to her office right, right on time to the day fresh flowers beautiful bouquet it's a way to make someone you love feel unexpectedly special it came out really nice too it showed up and the flowers were gorgeous pro flowers is here to help you surprise someone for no reason at all while also surprising you the listener with a special deal just for you get 20 percent off any of their unique summer rose bouquets or any other bouquet of $29 or more. The colorful rainbow roses are always a hit if you aren't sure what to send someone. Pro Flowers bouquets are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days or your money back. You control the delivery date. It gives you more bloom for your buck. Big, beautiful flowers with more stems for your money. Right now, here's the deal. 20% off summer roses or any other bouquet of $29 or more. Go to proflowers.com and use code SMOKING at checkout. That's code SMOKING at proflowers.com. Get you 20% off any bouquet of $29 or more or any summer roses bouquet. Pro Flowers. And, of course, Harry's Razors. As I sit here in the studio right now, my dome is looking fly as hell because I started my day with a shave from Harry's Razors. This, let me tell you about Harry's Razors, okay? They're affordable, but they're not affordable because they're cheap. They're affordable because Harry's makes their own blades in Germany and then cuts out the middleman to get you the blades direct at half the price of that stuff they sell in the drugstore. I bought an entire year of Harry's razor blades a whole year okay and I go through a lot of these things for 60 bucks that's crazy when you think about what it costs to buy these blades at the drugstore from these major names $60 gets you like three weeks worth of blades not like a year okay all the products are backed by a quality guarantee here's how what I'm gonna do for you get a free trial offer from Harry's today it's a $13 value for free when you sign up just cover the shipping Code tire harrys.com slash tire harrys.com slash tire. We're going to get you a weighted ergonomic razor handle, a precision engineered cartridge with five blades, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover for free. Just pay shipping. Go to harrys.com slash tire and check it out. Harrys.com slash tire. How about Forza Motorsports 7? It's almost here, folks. It's coming out real soon for xbox the entire xbox range not just the brand new xbox one uh s x x one x is the new one one s is the one before that xbox one regular before that it's out for all of them plus pc just a few more days until we have the gloriousness that is 4k resolution the glorious that is hdr color the glorious smoothness that is 60 frames per second the 700 car selection the 30 plus racetrack selection online play damage beautifully 
recorded and reproduced sound effects. It's all there in Forza Motorsports 7, the official racing simulator of the Smoking Tire Podcast. Hit us up at TST Racing on Xbox Live. Check out ForzaMotorsport.net or Xbox.com slash Forza for more details. Forza Motorsports 7 is the official racing simulator of the Smoking Tire Podcast. Get it on. Lastly, but not leastly, got to talk to you about Dylan Optics sunglasses. I love my Dylan Optics sunglasses. I wear them literally for half of every single day of my life because I'm always out in the sun. I'm always looking at the bright California light. And these things really save me. If you work in harsh conditions, if you play in harsh conditions, if you're the kind of person that enjoys the outdoors, you're driving a lot, you're in bright sun, these Dylan Optics are a lifesaver. They have two polarizers, not just one, two polarizers, folks. And it really cuts down on the glare. It really cuts down on that searing pain you feel in your eyes at the end of the day. Plus, with the matte finish anti-reflective lenses, they look really cool. There's about 10 different frame styles, aviator, plastic, wraparound, men's and women's, available with prescriptions. Hit us up separately if you want prescriptions because there's a way to do that. But go to thesmokeandtire.com, click on the Partners tab, and you will see Dylan Optics. If you use that link, I will send you a free T-shirt for supporting the people who support the smoking tire. And now, back to the show. back please back all right with ryan zumalan what's up what's up thank you again for joining us with this delicious beer oh, what pleasure. do you want to uh do you want to plug some things yeah sure um trucks.com uh is my full-time gig i'm a staff writer there covering pickups suvs vans all kinds of cool stuff um uh pick up the new road and track issue with my article in there and lots of other amazing which stuff. one is what's on the cover of, the, of that uh, one is the type bar the what the civic Civic Type R. Oh, yeah, right. Um, Twitter is at Zoomy575M. I've got a flight coming up, so I'll pick up that road and track at the airport. Nice. I still buy, I still buy road and tracks at the airports. I do. That's my go-to for all the flying. I do, I pick up a lot of stuff there. That's where I buy. Uh, <laughs> Headphones, right? I don't know why, because it's like the word. I was like, why don't I just subscribe to all these magazines? But it just feels like... The airport is like the perfect place to yeah. stock up on stuff. Yeah, it's you. It, a, a, it gives you something to do for ten minutes browsing yeah. in the store on the way to your flight. I've I have really uh, taken advantage of my credit cards. Fucking uh, getting me into the club, the lounge. That's important. <laughs> there you go. But I still buy magazines though. I still spend probably like ten to fifteen dollars every flight. Yeah. on magazines. Um, <laughs> we uh, we posted up that you were here on uh, on our Facebook page, and uh, that. We'd be talking about some things that we have, for the most part, talked about. And uh, let's see, what do we have here? So recently, I drove a, a spec E46 race car, which is really fun. I bet. Uh, you could do a 328 or a 330, uh, coupe or sedan, or even, I think, maybe a wagon. I, I'm not sure you can do a wagon, but definitely coupe or sedan. Uh, and it was super, super fun to drive, really, like, tossable, flickable, manageable, whatever. you Like, just enough power to feel like you were going fast. But you really weren't going that fast. But that's that's um, the best part, right? That's the best part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fun to drive on the limit. Um, you're not going to find it in my Instagram, Tim, because the video came out this week. But I actually drove it back in May. Sorry. <laughs> All right. 
But if you want to Google spec E46 to get a picture. So anyway, uh, I've been racing this MX-5 Cup in AER, and someone wants to know how the E46 car compares to MX-5 Cup. It's faster. That's the biggest thing. It has actual torque, and it's faster. And uh, it's also roomier if you're bigger. Making an MX-5 fit, that's a nice spec E46. I like that livery. That's a good, good little sedan there. That's pretty. Yeah, it's a really attractive car. I like that one. And it hides whatever damage, whatever damage is probably under that. So whose car is this? Is that, that wasn't the one well, I drove. Well, not, not this one, but the one you're Oh, the driving. one I drove was belonged to a private owner, uh, and it was prepped uh, with, with some Turner Motorsport parts. Guy's a bit of a bit of a legend. Wait, uh, Tim, add the word Turner to that spec E46, and I bet you'll get it in a second. Um, it's, uh, it's blue with a yellow. Um, there you go. There you go. Top row to the right. That one. Yep, that's it. Very nice. That's It's a really nice little car. And uh, owned by a guy named Bill Griffin. Nice guy. And he let, let me have a go. Um, it's got, like I said, it's got um, quite a bit of power. You know, it's 225 wheel horsepower uh, series limited. Um, you can pick up one of these 328s or 330s for like 5,000 bucks. Wow. You know, and then you're like a cage and a set of dampers and brakes and wheels and tires away from having a race car. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing super fancy about it at all. Um, I think he said he was about 25 G's into this car total, um, which for a race ready car that doesn't look like a total piece of crap, that's that's uh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, I actually I think it was more fun than the MX-5 Cup car because the MX-5 Cup car is uh, not that fast. It's just not what, the NC. Uh... Oh, okay. Last gen. The new MX-5 Cup yeah. is pretty fast, actually. Yeah. It goes pretty good. Yeah, that, that's a very light car. Um, boy. Is the new... Wait. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Sorry. A lot of questions about Type R. Everyone, Type R seems to be the... 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 The media darling of the of the month because it's feasible. You think? I guess because it's it's thirty five grand and there's not very many and we never got a Type R. You know, there's not a lot of competition really either, like um, like an STI. Yeah, I mean it's it's really STI Golf R Focus yeah. RS Civic oh, Focus, Type R. Yeah. yeah, they're kind of the same price. The Focus is a little more expensive. Yeah, uh, Golf R is a little more expensive. Um, What's cool is just see somebody building a compact car. So. There's a lot, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great cars in the thirty to forty thousand yeah. dollar range right now. Um, it, if you, so, if I want to drive like something like a late '90s VTEC era Honda, is the new Type R worth considering? No. <laughs> <laughs> you should buy a '90s VTEC era Honda because the thirty-five grand that you'll spend on the Type R. We'll get you the world's nicest 1999 Honda Civic Si. Just saying. Um, oh, I, I forgot to mention someone. Someone brought up on Facebook the at Grid Life. You know, you know Honda Manufacturing, which is their Alabama facility. They have that Odyssey race car. Mm. You seen this thing? The Busy Moto one. That's like not the Busy Moto oh, one. Okay. That's like a thousand horsepower yeah. like show car. This is a fully caged Odyssey. Okay, that's had several different powertrains in it. Um, that's not, that's a model. It's, there it is though. No, that's, no, that's Mugen. Uh, top left, top left. That's it. Yeah. So that, there you go. That's, that's a fully cage. Whoa, Jesus. Fully caged Honda Odyssey. I raced against this thing in one lap and it had, uh, at that, at that time, 550 horsepower. It now has, 
uh, I think less. I think it's around 400 now because it kept blowing gearboxes. Still to the front wheels? To the front wheels. It has no interior and a roll cage. And like, I think it has, I think the Odyssey uses like the same suspension stuff as like the TSX or one of those cars. Okay. And there's a racing version of that car. So like, it's got like a world challenge suspension in it, basically. And uh, they brought that out. And someone asked if there was a car that I wanted to drive that, but didn't get to drive at Grid Life, and that was it. That's the busy. There's the one. busy moto one, which I did drive, and it was hilarious. That is nutty, man. That looks like so much fun. It was so silly and hysterical, and it has a the exhaust dumps straight down, so it sounds like a Formula One car, basically. Um, you know, it echoes. It just, it just. You hear it. It sounds like a Formula One car is coming through a tunnel at Monaco, and then this van pulls up. <laughs> Does God it turn? Damn. No. I mean, like, it, it's on bags. But, like, the way they keep it from eating gearboxes is by putting shit tires on it. Because if they put sticky tires on it to put the power down, it would blow the gearboxes. Because yeah. there's no <laughs> there's no front-wheel drive gearbox that will handle a 1,000 horsepower. So I read some interview with Dan Gurney, like, a long time ago in some magazine. And uh, they were like, so what are you driving now? And he goes, oh, I just took all the seats out of my Odyssey and dumped a V8 in it. And it's like a blast. I'm like. Oh shit, that sounds like a lot of fun. So ever really? since then, I've just been like thinking that would be so stupid, but so much fun. Wait, Dan Gurney has a V8 powered Honda that's Odyssey? He, that's what I remember reading really? 10 years ago, but definitely he was doing something silly to minivans. And I was like, well, Paul Newman like was the OG, you know, Volvo sleeper, right? They yeah. had the V8, the V8 Volvos. Yeah, I just watched that documentary about his racing crew, which is super cool. Uh, winning? Yeah. The Adam Carolla yeah, documentary? Super cool. Yeah. Paul Newman was such a fucking yeah. baller. What did he win his last race? Fucking 82 years old or 83 <laughs> years old. Guy, the guy won at Lime Rock yeah. in like a Trans Am C5 Corvette <laughs> at like 82. God, the guy was such a fucking boss. Oh. I just got to go to Lime Rock for the first time. That place is awesome. How great is Lime Rock? So cool. It's a it's such a small track, mm. but like it's really like it's fun to race there. I don't know why. And like surrounded by trees so everything echoes like the whole way and yeah i did my first ever driving schools there because i'm from new york and uh there's a lot of other tracks i'll go to where I'll, i can equate it to a corner from lime rock like the down road atlanta has a downhill mm-hmm. just like lime rocks downhill it's the same exact corner and like there's like an s section on almost every track that mm-hmm. you can parallel draw a parallel between the s and lime rock and like it's just it's a good a really good uh reference for other tracks if you want to drive there i was there with uh Thule, you know the like accessories company. yeah what do you know what was that about i was doing a story on how they uh test their equipment like their bike racks and uh ski gear and stuff so they just they just take whatever they want to test like and strap it to two things they have um a volvo v60 and then a chevy silverado and they just fucking thrash them. And they just start lapping? <laughs> no. Now, why don't they, they make a fucking commercial out of that? It'd I be think, hilarious. Know, that's what I was, I was like, if you, you were Thule, wouldn't even... you basically design a race car, you know, with some Thule shit on it, and then just have people, like, whipping? Yeah, for sure. Uh, right? 100%. I think... I'm not sure if they go to the track. When I was with them, they just went to, like, the infield section that's, like, paved and set up a cone course. Oh, okay. And like, just, autocross. Like, yeah, and just, like, autocross the Silverado with, like... And they try to break it. And I was like, so I was talking to the engineers and I was like, so are you guys trying to make sure they don't break? And they go, no, we're trying to break it. That's like awesome. see where, see where see happens. See what the fail point is. Yeah. So they call it launching. And uh, Launching? 
when it when it fails. And like is it because this is when they have gets like, launched? Yeah, this is when they have the like they overload everything to like twice its actual capacity. Uh-huh. And just wait until it breaks and, and see what happens. But uh, yeah, they said sometimes arms will just fly off and like dirt bikes will go flying to the ground and stuff. This sounds and great. It was really Everything fun. about this sounds great. It was really fun, but they do it specifically with those two vehicles because those are the ones that they also test with in Sweden at the Global HQ. Right. And they want to be uh, compare them to exactly what they're using over there. Fair enough. I was like, you guys got to get some other cars out here too. Yeah. They're like, we that like John Olson guy, right? <laughs> isn't that his deal? The fucking supercars with the ski racks on. Oh yeah. Isn't yeah. he a snowboarder or something? He's, he's a skier. Yeah. John he, had Olsen. A, he had a Gallardo and yeah. Now he's got like else. an Aventador and he's got RS six. He's got all these different. I don't think that's the same John Olson, Tim. O L S S O N. Yeah. Like, I think it's O-L-S-S-O-N. That's oh, yeah, there we go. He says he, he re, he's really a fan of, cam, of winter camo. So that was that's old school. That's that was tight. his R8. Yeah, that was really old school. Go back. Go uh, go find. Uh, he's got like an Aventador he's now. There's a, oh, that Rolls-Royce Wraith. He's got a Wraith with a ski box on it that does big burnouts. That's pretty baller. <laughs> I mean, honestly... You by looking at that car, you'd think he said "bro" a lot, but in it, truth, he's like pretty overland nasty. regular cars are like the shit. Oh, homie, I'm so with you on this. Look at those safari lights and shit. Are those lights or just they're lights? Yeah, yeah they're fucking lights. I just put a deposit on a safari 911. No, yeah, two year wait from where? From Lee Keen. Oh, that's tight. The one I yeah I drove when it was so it was so good. So what do you imagine doing with it? Where are you gonna go? Oh, we have so much desert. We have so much <laughs> desert here. We have all the sand ever. There's so many places without speed limits and with so much sand. Is that a lot of travel? I think uh, it's not that much. I think it's like 10 inches or something. Just enough, not, to, enough to go stupid It's fast. not like a Baja truck. It's like just enough yeah, to, yeah. to mob pretty hard on some that's trails. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited. But that's the... I, we were talking... Weren't we talking about the last show? The guy who photoshops the fucking rally cars? Mm-hmm. Was that last show, right? It was. What was that guy? There was a guy who photoshops like supercars into like off-roaders. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's the it's the fucking coolest thing ever. It's the best. It seems like people are getting into that kind of stuff way uh, way more now. Like, uh, I like that you can turn anything into it. Like whatever sedan wagon or um, we just did a big story on Sprinter vans too, and people are turning those into oh, and jacked up four by four. Hell and yeah, and, yeah, dude! Have you been to Iceland? Uh, Arctic trucks, Arctic trucks, you know, they just, they have these big balloony tires and they do big wide bodies so they can drive on snow and glaciers and stuff. It's just regular people or like, no regular people. Well, regular people do it. And then there's like like companies that do it too. And they put like 54 inch fucking wheels and tires. Have you, Tim, I know just do Arctic trucks, Hilux. I know we talked about it last show again, but, uh, the Arctic trucks is if you're, if you want to talk about fucking proper wheeling vehicle there you go for high high float look at that tell me that isn't the best with that's on i think those are probably on 38s maybe those look like 44 those could be 40 42 they're old dixie picks doesn't that look awesome fjording rivers and stuff no it's for snow and ice um and they drive 10 psi i know you were out there like a week or something iceland yeah yeah i was out there for about a week did you see the search and rescue teams they have out there 
Uh, I like saw the kind of cars they have. Yeah, those. They have Land Cruisers. They look like that. Yeah. They're modified by the same company. But they had shit. I'm gonna try to find it. Now. What like tanks and shit? Yeah, it was something that I didn't recognize, and I forgot to look up what it was. But yeah, they just had the craziest shit. And they're um, they get so many tourists out there that like just want to go on a mountain trail, and then they end up getting stuck. And like, cause oh, the terrain out there is insane. A lot of recovery. So they have uh, just like regular civilians form these search and rescue teams, and like they get you. Your job's supposed to give you two weeks off or like four weeks off out of the year to be part of this rescue team. And those are the people that like go out and save everybody. And it's like, it's like a tiny population in that country, right? Yeah, so it's like, 300,000, the whole country. So, like, a huge portion of the population yeah. is a part of this rotating band of, like, search and rescue teams that go I'm out surprised. and surprised. They all, they all know each other. They're all related. Like, everyone knows everybody out there. I mean, it's such a small country. And I, I picked up a copy of, uh, God damn it, what's the newspaper called? The Reykjavik. Ah, shit. Whatever the Reykjavik newspaper was, I picked it up. And the main, the main concern of that week in Reykjavik was that there were tourists literally shitting in the streets because <laughs> there weren't enough toilets for the amount of... And they were so worried. Savages. They installed 13 new toilets, and but that wasn't enough. And there was literally, there's tourists just shitting in the streets. Landsborg is what it's called. What is it? Landsborg is the search and rescue. Landsborg, team. huh? Anyway. Those are sweet. I want to see what the trucks, what the fucking vehicles look like. Tim, what's a Landsborg? I don't know. That's Landsborg. How do you, right there. I don't know. This is going to be. Yeah, it might be a wormhole, but anyway. This is going to be an internet wormhole. Of so Porsches are making Overlands now and Jeep's making Trackhawks. Yeah, Jeep's making everyone's racetrack doing, vehicles. Everyone's doing Porsches making off-roaders. <laughs> I would love to see a 911 design from off-roading, design for off-roading from the factory. That would be the shit. Uh, let's see what else is on the list. What are, looking for the best budget car, budget beater cars to learn heel-toe downshifting. So a cheap car with like good inputs. That's off specific. Yeah, Miata. I mean you got it. You got it. Miata, yeah. A late 80s Toyota. Always for sure, Corolla Civic. like, a, yeah, a, a a '90s a '90s Civic would be a good way for sure. That's that's where I'd start. Something with uh, parts that are easy to replace. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah, or that you a car that's so cheap you can literally just throw it away if it breaks. That's that's yeah. my move. My move I mean, is yeah. If you're talking about learning, yeah, my move is like a three hundred dollar car and then you just throw it away. Tercel. The 87 Tercel, I strongly recommend. Yeah, you made a, you made a movie <laughs> you made out a of that movie strategy. made a movie about the right? 87 Tercel. And we tried to kill it and could not. <laughs> so if I can't kill it, you fucking certainly can't. Um, oh, someone has a question about watches. You into watches? You rolled in here with the No, like, my thing nice is watch. sneakers. Sneakers is your thing? That's my jam. I like how watches. many pairs of sneakers do you have? I'm cut it down now. I have a... I have a child now, so the sneaker closet had to shrink a little bit. But I used to... I was up to like 25 at one point. Okay. Um, Twenty five is is heavy. Now I got like now I got like ten to fifteen, something like that. That's a, that's a lot, but that's not like that crazy. Yeah, but I keep them a long time too. It's not I don't like a lot of people switch them out every year. Or do you wear like them? Yeah, but you would like do you scrub them and shit. So you wear them, then they like they like fresh again, I, like for the next I, day. I keep them looking good. <laughs> are you wearing nice sneakers right now? No, they're not nice, but I like these. Those are you just know, white, um, white. They look almost Adidas, um, old school Adidas. -y. Do you know Buscemi, John Buscemi? Makes really cool. Steve's brother? I, I don't I, know. No, no. Who's John? No, I don't. He makes really... Buscemi's a really super ultra 
luxury sneakers. But anyway, this oh, is a, no, this, this is like a um, brand for the people called Greats. Oh, They're really cool. I don't know what's I did, I did, Good luck googling fucking Buscemi, Tim. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, no, there's the shoes up top, right? They've got like gold locks what's on. What's like and the stuff dopest and, ones? The, oh I think shit! 100. Look at that! Look at that gold locks. Yeah, they're sick. Are those like a G or something? How much are those? Yeah, like like seven hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred. Wow! Like They've I mean, got. Is that lock like locked? I don't <laughs> Are know. you locked in your fucking shoes? <laughs> <laughs> It's like the uh, the ultimate uh, Nike self lacing one. You just do. You then it. take those shoes and have someone airbrush them like custom. Do people do that? I wouldn't do that with those. No, but, I mean customizing is still really big. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine, my I, uh, my trainer actually just got look at those. Like you're wearing two purses Sweet, on your feet. <laughs> you're wearing two Louis bags on your feet a little bit. That's so cool. I thought it was all. I thought for sneaker collecting, it was all about Nikes. I thought it was pretty much Nikes or nothing. You know what? Nikes is is. Uh, uh, taking a backseat to Adidas now. Everyone wants really? Adidas, yeah, because of the what Kanye Adidas thing. And the NMDs are the big thing. They're What's like that? they're like runners, um, and the the Kanye thing is helping yeah, the too Yeezy a lot. Boost. Yeah. Have you ever put on a pair of Yeezy boots? I haven't. Are they comfortable? Yeah, I mean, they've especially gotta be comfortable, uh, right? supposedly they're they're like clouds. But like, see the NMDs that, are huge. Those are tight. Those are cool. I mean, yeah, I like that. What is? Are those very expensive? No, like a normal. Shoe. I think they're like one eighty or something. That's expensive, but well, it's not yeah, like but outside the yeah, realm of not. normal sneakers. Yeah, um, Yo, but the, the I, shop, the shop by my New house. Balance, son. Oh, you go. Die hard. Nine nine threes. I like the vintage ones the, a lot. New I get custom. You got them on their website. And yeah. They use custom colors, so I get That's cool. my my themes going on. I just I just retired my John Player special themes. Nice. <laughs> got new ones. Oh, those are all black dope. with a little gold. Yeah, yeah. And then I went sixties Lotus, and now I'm on to some blue shit. I'll debut them like next week. So how many? So how many of those you got? New balances, yeah. I get those one at a time. I get new balances. Okay. Those new balances, I wear through them, and when they're dead, I throw them away. I get a new pair. I can't. But these, I'll even show them. Look, these right here, the fucking Pumas. I have these. I have these Pumas. I have probably a dozen pairs of, the, of these Pumas, <laughs> and I have them in like six different colors. I get two pairs of each, and then I have clean and dirty. So like, when I go work in the canyons, I'm just in the dirt. Yeah. I have like a, a work pair, and then I have like a, a, a round town. Pair. Yeah, those are good for driving too, because they are. You get uh, you get a lot of feel. Officially, though, uh, the Smoking Tire Podcast is officially sponsored by Driving Gear, uh, Driving Dash Gear Gear dot com, which has Peloti driving shoes, and we can get you ten percent off using discount code TSD. So I do have a driving shoe sponsor. Also, there you go. They are Peloti's new shoe line of shoes are, are dope. As so you're gonna fan, say you're gonna say watches. Oh, someone want to know the best watch for under $1,000. I personally would say get yourself a Seiko. Seiko Automatic. Either vintage, but not too vintage. Seiko makes parts for 25 years. Don't get a vintage one that's more than 25 years old. Otherwise, you might have problems finding parts. If, you can, if you're like a collector collector and you care about that shit, then go ahead. But if you're talking about value, I would not get a, a Seiko over 25 years old. Where, um, does, where does Invicta fall on the scale? Because I like... This, that's what this one is, and I like their stuff a lot. I don't know. I don't. You know, I don't know much about Invicta, honestly. I hear people talk about them. I've never personally done any research on the their watches, so I, I couldn't tell you. I I'm think, not I that wordy. Nice. I know you like all that. That looks nice. I know you like the handmade, super, you know, parts and stuff. I'm into the movements and yeah, that kind of stuff. It's cool. Like it's like an engine, you know. But you got to be pretty nerdy to be into that stuff. Literally, you can wear a watch and nobody gives a fuck about any of that. You know, 
I, I wear watches that impress two people. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, for yourself. It's for, yourself. My, it's for myself. I enjoy, I enjoy it. And... Um, and I don't know. It, it it wearing good watch feels feels nice to me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, for for less than a thousand, I think a, a a medium to high end Seiko is about as nice as you're gonna get. Um, blah 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 blah. Although, so more people asking about overheating in the in the Type R. Was it worse than the Z06? It was about the same. Those Z06s had a real uh, real problem. Um, I think they still kind of do, but I heard they updated it. Um, but if you are going to be serious about track work, um, I would definitely address, uh, the cooling system somehow. I'm not sure what the fix is. Yeah. How do you do that? I don't know. Just a bigger radiator? Bigger radiator generally, or an oil cooler, um, or, uh, to take some of the load off of the, uh, the one, the regular cooling system, uh, possibly just better airflow. I mean, there could be maybe like a better extractor hood. Or intercooler? Or, um... Yeah, I'm not a better intercooler. Uh, could help. Um, someone smarter than me will figure out what the exact fix it is. It seems like they were leaving room for people to experiment and have some fun with it, too. You know, on the one hand, that's probably true. On the other hand, they probably were, are building to a price. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they, if, if they had... It's shocking how, you know, it goes down to fractions of pennies. You know what I mean? Every little thing. And, uh, you know, it, you, the consumer goes, what's the big deal? Spend $5 more on a fucking intercooler and blah, blah, blah. You know, because when it's amortized over that many. Um, but the reality is they're like, $5? What are you, crazy? Yeah. You know, their whole seat costs $5 yeah. or something. So, um, What's the fully loaded price on one of those? I, I think there's only, I think they all are the same. Okay. I think it's just color. Yeah, they're all touring models, so you get nav and all that stuff, and in all of them, that's cool. Yeah, I, dude, I'm telling you, I really enjoyed that's the car. Good, that sounds like a good buy, man. It's a really nice daily driver type car. It's got 20 inch wheels on it though, which is kind of dumb. Yeah, like clearly somebody was like 20 is Trackhawk had 20s, <laughs> right? And it's a Jeep. That's probably that's actually probably the right size for that. Yeah, for the, this is a Civic. With like little tiny rubber band tires, yeah. and so it took bumps well on the suspension, but impacts like curb edges and stuff, it wasn't happy with. So yeah. I would get like eighteen. No one's gonna, no one wants to downsize their rims, but like you can run eighteens on it yeah. and get some sidewall on the tire yeah. and probably go probably go a lot faster. My best lap around the road Atlanta on the Civic Type R was a one forty five point three. That's cooking, man. Mm. Faster than the race car. The NC, NC MX5 Cup Jesus. race car we raced there, I, my best lap was a 49. It's like four seconds faster. Um, Civic feels quick until you get to that back straight of road Atlanta, and then nothing feels quick. Yeah. Um, ugh, I drove what, it. Huh? What uh, size wheels are on your Mustang? 18 by 10 and a half. Okay. 295, 35R18. 295. Yeah. 295s, all <laughs> four corners. Awesome. I'm Does that do you have? To, I mean, when you go to that much, you have to upgrade everything else because of all the stress mm -hmm. that you're gonna put on it, right? Yeah, I my whole my whole front subframe is a tubular front subframe. Mm. It's, it's not using the stock geometries or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yours is eighty nine. It's eighty eight. Yeah, it's the same. Shit. I had a eighty eight Fox body when I was. A <sighs> it's the best. I had a ninety in high school and then an eighty eight in college. It did it wasn't did you love it? It's the best. It's the best. It's the best especially I was stupid, seventeen, eighteen. Oh years man, old. having like, a Fox body as a teenager. They were both convertible GTs, five yes. It was the best. 
coolest shit ever. Did you have like white leather on either of them? No. This dude was just at grid life with a red like 91 convertible with white leather. And That's I was awesome. like, yes. That's awesome. It's perfect. It looks so good. I had, um, I was living in the fraternity house in Long Beach and uh, in not the best part of town. And uh, I got up one morning and just drove, started driving to work and I get pulled over. And I was like, what the hell? I wasn't doing anything. I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Um, so the cop comes running up to the window and he goes, what the hell do you think you're doing? And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And he, his face totally changes and he goes, oh, you don't know, do you? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? He goes, you better come out here. So he takes me around to the back of the car and somebody just janked my taillights. Oh, out. no. Like the covers. <laughs> and I think it's the same ones. I had three different styles, like, because we just just found them. Uh-huh. Uh, they were really easy to find because uh, there's so many parts there. so, and there's so, so many There's so many different styles, too. Them. There's, like, the slats and then... Uh, yeah, there's the GT the style, the LX style, and then Cobra style. So I had the LX yeah. ones, which right. I think are the ones that you have. That's what yours. I have. Yeah. And somebody just janked them. So, so it was just bulbs oh. sticking out. I was like, God <laughs> damn it. Like, I was on my way to work. Oh, I, like, I hate oh, when that shit happens. Shit. I really liked those. They were so clean. And I was on my black one. It looked so good. It sucks. I had but, someone I had someone fucking at the car wash that I like. This guy's like a jokester over there. You know what I mean? And he's like, I'm like, yeah, you know, just do a, a wash and a wax on this, whatever. He's like, hey, what do you want me to do about this guy <laughs> keyed your door over here? And I'm like. Ha ha, very funny. And he had that look like the I ain't fucking around, homie. Look at I went around looking like shit. Someone uh, really did key my door. <laughs> Fuck. Bitch. He was just like the guy in Ferris Bueller that was like, What country do you think this is? He looks just <laughs> like that guy going, Do you want me to uh, fix the, the giant's gouge in your fucking door? Oh god. Um God, Fox bodies are the best though. I love the way mine like just sounds and yeah. The way it makes me feel to drive it. I should have kept it. I'm pissed. It's not too late. Just buy yeah. one now. Just buy them. I mean, you know, yeah. they're going up, but that means they they went from seven to nine thousand. It's like, what's the difference? It's uh, a lot. It's a lot more than I paid when I got mine. Oh, you probably were. You were probably did, minimum. Dude, they minimum were, cool. They were. They were forty five hundred when I got mine. You know. I know. <laughs> it's not. We're not talking about the difference between a, a 250 GTO and a fucking Lusso, are we? We're talking about we're talking about two thousand dollars here. <laughs> you I know, know what I mean? What's in my head is what it's worth. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Uh, let me finish this up. Anything interesting on? Oh, and now there. Whatever we go. Um, why can't we use the same tires on cars for track time comparisons? Oh, well, it's a fair question. On the one hand, if there was a Nurburgring sanctioning body, like uh, doesn't Jim Glickenhaus, didn't he want the Nurburgring sanctioning body? He does, right? I don't Isn't know. I've heard that. I think he's trying to start a, uh, a like a society of Nurburgring lap times. Like he wants there to be an official sanctioning body. There probably should be. There should be, right? Because because it's she got out of control way too many variables all these turbo motors it's way too easy to to, to do little things here and there who's gonna fucking know yeah. the type r's big thing was they said uh what did they set a front wheel drive front wheel drive record yeah honestly bro unless it was freezing cold the day they went out there i don't know how they did a lap yeah i don't know how they did one lap of the nurburgring without overheating the car 
I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was really cold when they went out there, and they, and if it's cold enough, it doesn't matter. But well, maybe he's right. Maybe that's why we need. But they, like that. yeah, they should set. The, but I mean, some, if you're gonna put like Nurburgring approved on your commercials and stuff right, like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like call it the Nurburgring edition, then there should be some kind of. Or if you're and everyone's uh, got everyone's got headquarters there now, like for testing. And yeah, stuff. or if you're gonna release a video with a quote official right. lap time, right? But so there's the, the the two ways to look at it. Or one is the car has to go around the Nürburgring as it comes from the factory, which means partnerships with different tire manufacturers, which means different tires, or there is a spec Nürburgring lap time tire. <laughs> Someone has to develop a special tire that every car gets. Uh, I personally am for a spec tire, actually. I'm pro spec tire, but like a lot of cars are developed with tires in mind. Yeah. You know, the Raptor, the not that we're doing Nurburgring tires, but like the Viper ACR, yeah. like that crazy Kumho tire. You know, that's like a hand-in-hand kind of fucking thing. Yeah, they said the same thing about the Trackhawk. Yeah, what what tire does that have? Scorpion Verdes, Pirellis. And are they like a thousand, <laughs> a thousand bucks a corner or something? Probably, I didn't look. Like our yeah, compound 20-inch yeah. SUV tires. Yeah. I bet that thing is going to be so good in the snow, though. How beast in the yeah, snow. Yeah, they told us they had driven in the snow and it was a blast. I bet it was I bet a, it's a super fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I don't know about my next daily driver. I don't have a plan yet, but I, I, you're, you're I'm i super it, excited for those. I don't know. That seems like, it's. I mean, it seems sufficiently stupid for me. And, and you I, can drive it normal too. And they said they tuned the supercharger wine out a little bit. But I mean, you just lay into it just a tiniest bit, and it's, it's yeah. It doesn't drive chunky in traffic, right? It drives no. okay no, when you're good. going slow. It's no, totally it's normal when yeah. you're going slow, right? Just like the other two. Yeah, yeah. You could drive. You could sit in traffic all day in a fucking Hellcat. Yeah. That'd be. Uh, we were like, I didn't ask this, but somebody else asked um, one of the guys, "Do you think people are going to off-road in this?" And he said, "Well, they'll break it, <laughs> <laughs> but you can." But yeah, I don't. In snow, it'd be. That'd be a good idea. But. It does, is the suspension height adjustable? Uh, no, no the, right? They showed us. No, I don't okay. Because so. on it's like inch, the, it's an inch lower than the okay. other ones too. Because on like the overland and shit, it's actually yeah, you know, it's proper height adjustable. Yeah, these but. are these are for the track and for going fast. And, yeah, but I mean, like you said, can, I mean everybody. Can it tow? I think it can tow. Right? Yeah, that's the other thing about it. It's 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 usable power too. Um, they they optimize the the transmission so it could. Uh, handled pretty good loads and they said 7200 pounds was capacity that's so that's awesome, awesome that you could tow your race car with that your boat whatever there's a story from like my youth i remember distinctly of this guy in english town in new jersey we used to go to the drag strip when i was a kid with our mustangs and this guy had uh, a, a mustang cobra drag car and a matching lightning towing it Right, and the the drag car broke, and it was bracket racing, and he broke, and he ran the the, the lightning. You know, he unhitched <laughs> the fucking thing and just rolled up. Yeah, because he didn't want to waste his twenty five dollars for for brackets or whatever. And I just like can picture people doing this, like even at a road course, you break your fucking race car at like a time attack, and you could literally enter or just drive them both anyway. Yeah, just run them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to a guy uh, for another story we did who had an X five M, and he runs it on track. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, was I raced like, one in one lap. Oh, that's cool. Kick ass. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That looks like an awesome car. But um, Dude, it's so fast. So is it, I think that one starts at 100 even. So, what, X5M? Yeah. So would, do you get an the X5M I, for 100? The or, one I drove was like 120. With um, options and stuff. Yeah. So do you get that for, say, just say starting at for 100? Sticker? Or do you get a Trackhawk at 85? 
You know, I am. I don't think I'm like actually kind of a patriot when it comes to, um, like when I when I think that America does something fucking exceptional and cool. I believe in that and supporting that. I, not it does not tied to any brand necessarily, right. but like. You know, I bought a Focus RS. I had a Fiesta ST. I had a Raptor. I had a Corvette. I had a Volt. So, like, I when I see American doing really cool shit, I like supporting that with my wallet. So, like, have, I love the X5M. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've I spent a two thousand miles in one, and it was kick ass. And my dad currently drives a Cayenne Turbo. That's the other one too. But yeah. that's that's way up there. They're really expensive. Yeah. Uh, that's Adam. I I if you got it, they're worth it. You know, because they're very well made and just really nice places to spend your time. But I don't have it. For me, I could have, I could, I could swing just, just into a Trackhawk. Mm-hmm. I couldn't swing an X5 ever. Yeah. Anyway, so I talked to this guy and I was like, uh, he was really excited about the Trackhawk, and I was like, well, you already have an X5M, so you're gonna trade it. And he goes, no, I'll just pick it up and I'll take them both to the track and see how they do. That's, I think that's great. That's tell him I want to be there with video cameras. I'll tell him. That sounds good, man. Thanks for coming in. It's a fun show, huh? Hey, I appreciate it. That was a blast. Show. Yeah. You're local enough. We'll have to have you back. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Zumalan, uh, plug, your, plug your stuff again. Trucks.com. Trucks.com. September issue of Road and Track. The, um, the did you do the Trackhawk for Trucks.com? I did for Trucks.com. Uh-huh. The review is up now. Check that out. And uh, follow me on Twitter. What's your Twitter again? Zoomy575M. All right. Thanks for coming down. I appreciate it. appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for listening. The Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at ShoutEngine.com. All you need is some microphones, and they don't even have to be halfway decent. All you need is an internet connection, and as we proved in this show, it doesn't even have to be halfway decent. And all you need is something to say. It should probably be halfway decent. But again, as we prove in this show, it doesn't even have to be that good. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.